Welcome into a Thanksgiving weekend version of Touchdowns, Tunes, and Tailgates. It's me, Cliff, your host. Boy, did we have fun this week putting this show together for y'all. We got some great music performed by the community players. We've got Jonathan from Ugly Drum Smokers. These things are beasts. Can't wait to check in with him, find out all about those. Talk about grilling, smoking with a guy who's not only building these things, but out there competing on the circuit as well. And then we've wind our way down with another version of Stacy and Andy's excellent adventures in our music segment. Now, Stacy is a little bit of a Michigan fan. And as you're listening to this show, you already know the results of the Ohio State-Michigan game. So Stacy is very happy right now. But the segment is funny nonetheless. Can't wait for you guys to hear it. It's a blast. We're going to skip sports this Thanksgiving Day weekend. Just because there's so much going on, there's just no way to get into it. We've got these two great interviews. So let's dive right into it. First, we're going to bring in Jonathan from Ugly Drum Smokers of Florida. And I am joined now by Jonathan from Ugly Drum Smokers of Florida. And I got to be straight up with everybody. I discovered him on TikTok, not because of his drums, and they certainly weren't ugly, but I loved that they were customized to your favorite team, to your favorite company, whatever the case may be. So without further ado, Jonathan, welcome into the show. Hey, thank you guys so much for having me. Absolutely. So my big first question is, what's the difference between your smoker and the other smokers that are out there, other than the fact that they just look badass? And that's what got thank me. You. So, so thank coach you. So coach me through this. That's, that's, that's really kind of the main thing. Uh, customization is, and personalization is a, is huge with me. Uh, functionality is my main goal, of course. So with so many different companies and so many different options out there for people, functionality being first, what people see is really going to be that second option. You know, not everybody really wants to drive around in that same 1997 Ford Taurus. So being able to have something that's that same style, but to your liking and exactly to your personal, you know, whether it's your business, like you mentioned, or team that you like, or, you know, town or whatever it is that you're wanting to personalize it to, you have that option to. That well, Jonathan, main, hold on one second, difference. Jonathan, I got to stop you for one second. How did you know that I drove around in a 1997 Ford Taurus? <laughs> I've got two in my backyard. I love kidding. them. They're I'm called just, uglies. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm a Jeep Wrangler guy, but I had to give you a little bit of <laughs> 
So to all our listeners out there in 1997 Ford Tauruses, we still love you, but carry on. Okay, let's get back into Totally this. do. It's, it's one of those things where people would like to have it personalized and different, uh, but still also be similar and the same. Uh, so like I said, functionality is my main goal. So cooking anywhere between 150 degrees, 165 degrees, you know, up all the way upwards of 750, 800 to sear steaks and stuff. So you really have that option of range. So I have a good question for you since I'm a barrel guy and I've cooked with them for quite some time. So you sear these steaks at, let's say you get it up to seven, eight hundred degrees. How do you get the temperature down quickly to say just cook them the rest of the way off? Or are you just hitting them real hard for three minutes on each side and on a medium rare, four minutes and calling it a day? Your best bet would be to do more of a reverse sear and slowly bring it up depending on where you're wanting to. Like a big thing that we like to do are tomahawks. Uh, we do a lot of ribeye, like bone in ribeyes, uh, and even, you know, even some of the thinner ribeyes and stuff like that. But you, I would bring it up, you know, 225, 250 would be the better option rather than trying to sear it and then reverse it and yep. or bring it up to temp. Um, so 250, 275. For a big tomahawk, we actually like to hang them so they drip directly onto the coals, and then you get that little additional flare up from that smoke. But give that about 35 to 45 minutes, so she's you know 120 internal, yep. and then you can lift it. You can lift the basket up onto the next level up, so it's up on your diffuser plate. You open up your intakes all the way, and you let your lid sit wide open, and then you let that fire get nice and hot and you put a small you put your grate directly on top of the that next level because you'll have this space in between the bottom level where the diffuser plate is and the top level where your top cooking grate is put your grate right back in put your steak directly on top of it or if you want a caveman style that thing you could drop it directly onto the coals and get that nice hot sear that way as well absolutely so to my listeners they're all laughing right now jonathan I'm a huge reverse sear guy, and I just kind of led you down that path knowing that was probably what you were going to tell me. But I always need that <laughs> reinforcement because on this show, we tend to argue about searing versus reverse searing. Uh, so it, it, it was just a good opportunity for me to get you on board there. Um, I'm a big I, reverse sear guy, yeah. especially if I have the time for it. It, it. Well, it makes the cook a little bit more pleasurable for sure. 100%. So, so that's a great answer. So now, in my past experience, I've not been able to get the temperature, uh, you know, up to 800 on a drum. Tell me, tell me how yours is different that will allow me to do that. So rather than something similar, different companies that may have one intake, the dual intakes do allow you to have that. So there's three quarter inches. So you have a good amount of airflow on both sides. Normally when you're cooking like 300 or 325, 350, sometimes even 400 degrees, there, those intakes are barely opened, but a, a pinky width. Mm-hmm. So you have, you have a lot of wiggle room and you have a lot of space in those intakes, but it also kind of comes down to how much charcoal you start with. You know, I've, I've found if you're wanting to start and cook in that 250 degree range, depending on the charcoal you like, I really like Texas oil dust pecan lump or mesquite lump and mm-hmm. if i'm not running that then i like b&b briquettes or bmp b&b the brown bag um and normally to run 250 is about 12 briquettes or about that in a, a charcoal chimney 
I still start it old school, still start my drum an old school way that way. Uh, so about 12 briquettes will bring you to about 250 degrees. If you're wanting higher than that, obviously you go more. So if you're wanting to sear steaks or if you're wanting to do that option kind of a thing, if say you're doing pork chops and you're just doing a quick sear on them if you want to go that way, but I'm personally, again, reverse sear with them, smoke them for a little bit, get a little smoke flavor into them. But if you're wanting to get that hot instantly, load up an entire bag or an entire bag, an entire charcoal chimney. So you have a full chimney, like a Weber chimney, and give that the 15 or 20 minutes that it takes to do its whole light. Then you dump that directly over the entire charcoal basket rather than doing it like a minion style. Uh, to run lower temperatures, to run longer, 250 to 350, 400. What, what I normally tell people is to, to fill your basket with charcoal and then create a hole in the dead center with removing that charcoal. Then you'll light that said charcoal you're removing and then you're going to dump that back into that into hole it. once it's ready. Yep. So that creates that minion effect where if you're trying to get hotter temperatures faster, you're going to dump that whole chimney directly over the whole top, scattered over the whole top. So it lights all of that charcoal at once, allowing you to achieve that 650, 750, 800 degrees. That is so cool. Dude, it's I've, trial I've and never error, done that. Yeah, I've never done it. So now I have to try it. Yeah, it's, it's, it. it's a blast. Like it really allows you to get and run your intakes. I just did a brisket actually a couple of weeks ago. I did a 550 degree brisket. I cooked a 17 pound brisket in five full hours, five hours and five minutes. Wow. Um, yep. So it went on at 505 degrees. Once the meat, once the brisket hit the grate, no diffuser plate, it was directly over the pan or it was directly over the charcoal basket. Charcoal, yep. Once Yep. Once that piece of meat went in, it dropped it the drum to about 325, and I just left my both my intakes and my exhaust wide open. And over the next two hours, it slowly crept from 325 back up to about 490. And at that point, it was probed at like 145, and the bark was already set. So I wrapped it, kept it going the way that it was, put it back on, intake still wide open. And two hours later, which was two hours and five minutes, it probed 190 and I'd let it go for another 40 minutes, which was right at that like five hours, four hour mm-hmm. and 55 minute mark. It probed 208 and it was probing like butter. So I pulled it off and stuck it in a cooler. It so was I, I've got to try that. So I've always been the low and slow guy. That's how <laughs> I was taught being a Texas guy, you know, um, but I've been dying to try this way. So I got to ask, how did it come out? Money. I was, I was, sh- so I've had a buddy in Texas been telling me for months, I would say probably a good two or three months. And up till that point, I was also low and slow. Um, again, competing, still learning how to compete and still learning how to cook a brisket. Um, I was low and slow and videos and posts and just him commenting and telling me and calling me and being like, you got to stop, you got to stop. And I was just tired of cooking pot roast. I was tired of it coming out like pot roast. Now there are some people out there that enjoy a good brisket to turn out like that. I wanted, I wanted that beefy flavor. I didn't want the pot roasty flavor. Um, and there is a difference once you actually cook some that are side by side, you can tell the difference between them and you can get Wagyu briskets that turn out like pot roast and you can get choice $50 briskets that turn out like melt in your mouth, beefy salted butter. So it's, it's depending on how you cook it kind of a thing. So. He was adamant that I needed to try this hot and fast method. Um, 
And for a few weeks and for a few competitions, I was separating the point in the flat and cooking heavy smoke method from the barbecue league and doing all that style. Um, and then tried a, his Texas style, which is a Texas trim, flat and point, still connected, but very yep. air, aerodynamic, nice, smooth, nice, clean look, um, everything together. And I tried it and I, I really don't think I'm going to go back. Um, it was, it was so easy because you didn't have to worry about, and again, there's the drums are pretty set and forget it, but you still have to watch and drippings. And then you might get, you know, from 325 to 345. And if there's, if you're in that mindset where you have to keep the temp at this, have to keep the temp at this, then you will where that cook, I was just like, well, the intakes are wide open. It's going to be whatever it's going to be. And it took so much additional stress off, but then the end result, and I didn't inject, I treated it as just a, a weekend cook. Like I wanted to beat it up. I wanted to see how, how much not having a deflector and cooking at 500 degrees was the point going to be charred. And it wasn't, it was really nice. Um, like I was thoroughly, thoroughly impressed with the whole cook process and the result on how it turned out. Well, I think we have our next conversation lined up perfectly here. I think that we need to, off air, we'll discuss how to do this, but we need to do one of these and maybe film it and get it out to our listeners. Um, Absolutely. So that, so that they can learn from this experience, see your ugly, and I, I use that sarcastically because there's nothing ugly about <laughs> your drum smokers. Um, and, uh, I'm just trying to decide what I'm going to make mine look like. Uh, but let's do this. Let, let's leave it there. Here's our official radio tease. Are you ready? And then okay. over the next few weeks, when you're ready to do another brisket, let's take it full amp. We'll get our friends from, uh, Nashville involved, uh, that they're a ball and I think they'll make it even more fun. And we'll talk through this process as we go through one. For everybody else, because I'm telling you, it took me years to convince myself that I wasn't going to do low and slow. So this is, Jonathan, you've earned my trust. So this is going to be oh, a big, thank you. this is going to be a big, bold brisket leap. Oh, I love it. Like it's, it's again, myself was the same exact thing. I, and from what I've met and from who I've met, the people on the barbecue circuit have been amazing, but by far the most superstitious bunch of people that I've also met. So like to, to convey, to switch, to, to, you know, to be able to, you know, be able to transfer somebody and, and kind of convince them is huge. Yes. The, the, the barbecue circuit is to, so having played football for 13 years, it's the same. There are all these superstitions and suspicions and things that just don't add up. Oh, if it, if it worked once, that's what they do. If it right. never, if it didn't work once, they're never doing it again. <laughs> and then we're, and then we're just locked in. Uh, I mean, yep, just, yep. and I'll tell you a quick story to make this laugh and tie into football. Um, so I, um, I joined the reserves before I started my college football career. Thank so you. I, I, it was my honor. So I left and went to boot camp the day I graduated high school. And I oh, wow. picked up a horrible habit there because they used to say, smoke them if you got them. Well, I wasn't a cigarette smoker, but this one guy bets who he ended up playing football at Alabama. He got me to try dip. 
Uh, so I tried this dip and, and I got sick, but that's a whole nother thing. Um, but I, it stuck. So I got off to college and, and I played center and I was, I would dip. It would just help me relax, whatever. Well, I started to get like a little hole in my mouth, Jonathan, like a little indent. And I said, Oh, I got to quit this. But then I'm sitting there in typical athlete mode going, this could be bad. This is, I'm used to having that there. What am I going to do? Et cetera, et cetera. So I decided that I was going to get bubble gum and put it in there. And I did that at practice. And, you know, back when I was, uh, and I'm old, the, the hubba bubber or the bubble yum or whatever it was, it would shrink real fast. Yep. So I was like, this isn't working. I can't just keep shoving gum in there. So I took string black licorice and I wrapped it around the, the bubble yum and I made it a little bit bigger to start with. And I would put that in that spot right there, which probably wasn't good for me either. So the first game I come I'm running off to the sideline as the defense is, is the, uh, the well, special teams is running out. And one of my coaches looked at me horrified, like the world was coming to an end. And I'm like, what is he doing? And he comes up and he gets like four inches from my face. He goes, what is going on with you? I go, what do you mean? He goes, look at your face. I go, I can't look at my face. So I put my hand up and there's this big black, like, gloss on my hand the sweat combined with the black licorice and the gum and my drool i had just enough to make my whole like <laughs> schnauz black oh my gosh so i said oh i can't do this he goes oh no you got it. and so then my left tackle goes you gotta keep it it's awesome so for four <laughs> years every team we played here's me with this Big black thing on my face. And this was before, like nowadays, you see these players who will paint their whole face up. Yep. So I was yep. like an originator of it with, you know, <laughs> licorice and bubble yum, bubble gum. But it was all That's because awesome. of a superstition that I could That's not awesome. have something That's in my so mouth funny. while I played. That That's personifies so a barbecue guy. Yep. I mean, 100%. the superstitions that I have come across, especially in Texas, those fo Texas folks, they're special when it comes to their barbecue, man. They have got all kinds of superstitions. It's locked in. I can't yeah. say they're locked in. They know yeah. what they want, and that's the way they're going to do it. Absolutely. So this is a big leap for me, Jonathan. We're going to try, instead of low and slow, we're going to do one fast. And I'm pumped. Sounds good. This. Let's do it. So Let's do folks, it out there listening, this is part one now because we've had so much fun with this and I've already shared my embarrassing licorice story, but I think what we'll do is we're going to turn some folks on to you guys. Jonathan, tell us where we can find you. I found you on TikTok because I'm kind of a TikTok addict, uh, but where can we find you on social media, etc. if someone's interested in looking at one of your grills, smokers, drums? I'm, I'm, yeah. No, you're good. They, again, they are like I, the uglies that we do are very versatile. Like they really do have a multifunction of being low and slow smoker if you want or hot and fast grill. You know, your custom drums are going to be more low and slow, but still 400 degrees, 500 degrees, you're fine, which isn't low and slow. Um, but you can find me pretty much anywhere. Uh, my website is uglydrumsmokersflorida.com. 
You can find either the Facebook group. We have a personal, like a, a private group that you can be invited to. All the different guys that are either drum owners or uh, enthusiasts of drum cookers, Ugly Drum Smokers Florida. That's on Facebook. It's a group. You can also find the page, Ugly Drum Smokers Florida. A bunch of people share all kinds of different recipes and cooks. Right now it's turkey season, so you got all different types of cookie, turkey brines and turkey recipes and flavor profiles and sides and stuff like that going on. Find me on Instagram, Ugly Drum Smokers Florida, where you found me on TikTok at Ugly Drum Smokers Florida as well. Um, I'm working on YouTube videos. We're trying to do like nice. a 10 video, like a 10 video, but a 10, seven, three to seven minute long how to videos. Um, so we can actually do how to start it, how to run it, how to maintain temp, how to trim ribs, how to trim a brisket, how to trim chicken. Um, that whole process, you that know, in, so in addition cool. to like TikTok videos and stuff, but really trying to get more people to just kind of know about drums and the versatility and the flavor that they give is, is it, it there's nothing like it. Uh, there's really nothing. I, I have five Weber kettles sitting in front of me because that's how I originally started, but drums just give a completely different flavor and are super easy to use. Well, the thing I think that you said the most, and thank you for all that information is when I was in Texas, I was living in a condo, which just seems perverse to me, but that's neither here nor there. But I had like every grill you could imagine out there because I wanted this for this and this for that. And we were experimenting and all those things. My neighbors were not thrilled with this unless I was cooking food for them. So by trying one of yours with the system that you have in place, that could replace like three of my grills. Absolutely. Absolutely. Like it really can. So I'm the very, that. very versatile. Yeah. Very, very versatile and super easy to move, super easy to clean. They don't take up a lot of room. They're only, again, even the fully maxed, maxed built ones are about 75 to 85 pounds and they're on wheels. So they, they swivel, they spin, they lock in place. They're super easy to move and super easy to use. Well, listen, let's get through Thanksgiving and Christmas. And then I think sometime in January, let's do a brisket and let's video it and we'll get Stacy and Andy down in Nashville covering it with us and, and, and their two million likes on TikTok and all that, that crazy stuff. Great. And let's have a ball with it. What do you think? Yeah, that sounds like a blast. I love cooking a brisket. Awesome. I love let's eating do a brisket. Well, yeah, that's, <laughs> have you seen me? I'm six one two seventy. Trust me. I, I'm not a brisket I don't like. I just like some more than others. Well, listen, Jonathan, this has been a blast. I've enjoyed this so much. I'm glad we were able to hook up. I will be in touch soon to schedule out January. In the meantime, everybody out there, go check out his TikTok page at least because it's just so much fun. I really enjoy it. And, And I like the videos just to close on this where you're saying something about your wife all the time. <laughs> My back porch thoughts. <laughs> yes. I, I, I'm Everybody thoroughly loves amused. back porch thoughts. And you know what I'm going to do? <laughs> I'm going to flip it around for you. Make sure you give Best Life Studios a follow. Okay. It's the opposite because Stacy okay. is always giving Andy a hard time. In, in this, in a similar fashion, but it's more about the concert scene and music and Nashville and all that. But I think the two of them just kind of jive well together. 
I love it. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. I definitely will. My my significant other is my dog MJ, so she's much more compliant than uh, than what I see from your videos and from Stacy and Andy. <laughs> so uh, I'll let it wrap at that. We're running a little bit over, but it's been a blast talking to you, Jonathan, and I'll be in touch. kind of a ritual around here that when we get to the music part of the show which is now kind of hybrid with Yellowstone that my friends from Best Studios are on and we talk music and Yellowstone and all that good stuff and what a great time to do it coming off of that amazing rendition of Lainey Wilson by our friend Lizzie so let's just get down and dirty Andy how are you my brother What's happening, Cliff? I have one question for you. How long is the honeydew list between now and Thanksgiving <laughs> that Stacy has prepared for you? <laughs> uh, you can only imagine. Or does that go the other way around? Nope it's it's a one way street. <laughs> when one I was way street. It's it's a lot of uh, honeydew list amongst a lot of family activity I, I and a lot that. of sports watching. Yes. Well, that's, that's how you get even, you realize, is, is that you say, okay, now it's sports time. What's cool about Stacy, though, is that she loves football. And there's a, there's a game coming up this weekend that might mean something. I don't know. That Michigan team, I think they're playing the Buckeyes. Is that right? Uh, I mean, your girl's a Michigan girl. And yes, we are back, baby. And I, have all of my Michigan gear lined up. I will have like stickers on my face, a crazy hat, pom poms, necklaces, head to toe. Cannot wait. Well, good, good news, Cliff. I don't have a dog in this fight, except I am married to a Michigan girl, so I have to sign yeah. on that level. But I'm on the SEC. Yes, as am I. But, but Andy, let's just call this like this is, brother. If Ohio State wins that game. And as I understand it, you guys are making a, a fairly long drive of, involved in this. Uh, unhappy Stacy oh. in the car. Oh, not, 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 not be good. Not yeah, good. it's a long weekend. It's a long weekend. <laughs> but I have a funny quick story I want to tell about soccer. And this is our tie-in back to the World Cup. But as we discussed earlier, both my daughters are soccer players in college. They are as opposite human beings as you could possibly be. In fact, they didn't even get along growing up until they went to college together. So 
One is a striker and, and it's a pure offensive player. And my youngest is a goalie. We joked that my ex-wife gave my oldest daughter her ability to run fast and, and be great on offense. And that my youngest daughter became mean as a junkyard dog because of me. So <laughs> the funny thing is that they're following an opposite career path. My my oldest is going into marketing and my youngest is going into medicine. So it's like a flip-flop. But you said something, Stacy, that just made me laugh internally. <laughs> when When my daughters play, my oldest daughter, the offensive striker girl, she will get up two hours earlier than anybody else to make sure that her ribbons in her hair, that the painting on her face of the logo, everything is perfect. My old, my youngest one, it's just this natural, beautiful kid. She, she will roll out of bed, <laughs> eat, eat oatmeal, oatmeal, put her hair in a headband and walk out the door. So she's like, I woke up like this. Yeah, this is this is just me. I'm not doing anything, and I and I might kick your ass right here if you mess with my sister, you know, type of thing. Just so so I I had this little moment of correlation because my oldest is blonde like you, and you doing the little face painting and all your gear lined up. That's my oldest daughter. She's into it. Yeah, yes. I was a cheerleader in college, so it's my jam. What a, what a surprise that is. I'm shocked. Yeah, shocking. <laughs> yeah, I, I, you know, that's as shocking as me being a center, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, speaking of opposite end spectrum, Yellowstone this past week versus Yellowstone last weekend, this weekend, what a difference. Yes, the pace was a lot faster. There was a lot shoved into that. I think it was like one hour and 11 minutes, if I recall. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And what are they doing with that, by the I way? Know. I never know when it's going to end, and I had to pee. And it was just like, <laughs> I didn't want to miss it. And everybody says to me, well, dude, you DVR. And I go, no, I got to see it when it happens. That's right. You know, it's just, yes. it, it's become an addiction. You know, I got to do a 12-step program or something here to get away <laughs> from it. It's not the same if you have to play it No, back. because some <laughs> moron in my life is going to go, can you believe X, Y, Z just happened? And I'll be like, oh. <laughs> yeah, I thought it was a lot faster and so much packed into one episode. I think the first week with the two episodes, they were just setting up the stage and had to, you know, kind of reorient everybody and get, you know, the storyline set up, I guess. Yep, yep. Now, I have a couple big questions. First, we got to talk about Lainey Wilson at some point because I thought she was awesome. Mm -hmm. But when... Saw the girl walking over to talk to Rip. How many seconds in your brain were you thinking it's going to take for this to combust? Because I thought, well, there's how this is going. No, it, it ended oh, up as I kind of thought it would. Oh, my God. And then, by the way, he tried to tell her, no, we're not going. And I thought that was really funny. Oh. Really? So you're so funny. Like, yeah. we're totally going. And then... He did. He knew it was going to be a train wreck, but I think he kind of set it up to be a fight. Like he could have diffused that thing. I feel like, and he liked. 
I think he was kind of into, but I don't think he expected exactly what happened because that was wow. Well, I think this is where Andy and I need to kick in a little bit. <laughs> and you just, you just, yeah, you just sit there for one second and I'm going to work through this because I, my ex-wife is a fiery redhead Irish Italian girl. She's not Beth. She's not a chain smoker or any of that stuff. But if you get on her wrong side, she's pretty scary. Yeah. So this girl had had a little liquid courage and she thought she could roll over to rip and rip just kind of stepped back and said, it's going to happen no matter what I do here. And I got to make sure that I don't get hit in the head with the beer bottle by Beth. Because I I agree. He just lets her be her. Yeah. I always tell Stacy, you can't bottle Stacy. Gotta let her be. Yeah. (laughs) And that's, that's a brilliant statement. My friend, Andy, you are wiser than your years. Yeah. Just let it go, man. But, she takes it to a whole nother level. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I don't. I don't imagine Stacy hit me in the head with a beer bottle, but no. uh, she no. might. She might tell me my outfit is lame and and and, and try to fix it for me. <laughs> she well, might throw an f bomb, maybe. Maybe. I'm yes, like, I would. I probably scenario. would. And then when he said that to me, like, oh my god, you can't bottle Stacy. That <sighs> this is in like the very beginning. I'm like, he's the one. I feel like. He's the one. <laughs> Andy, you know, God rest your soul. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. Just uh, there's a limit, though. I'm not bailing you out of jail. <laughs> <laughs> Boy, now I'm picturing her with the little sticker at a Michigan game on her face, getting bailed out of jail. That's a great story. He's yeah. an Ohio State fan. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, I, I I do not get along with Ohio State. Woo. So now, before all that takes place, before that craziness goes on, we get that little spark and reconnection with Lainey. Tell me what you thought about when you saw that kind of transpiring. Well, can I make a comment real quick? Go ahead, babe. She's a good actress. Yes, she is. (laughs) Number one. Yeah, she's a good everything. I mean, she's just... She's one of those people I love to love and like to be pissed off at. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like Justin Timberlake. It's not enough that the guy can sing his butt off, can act, and is great looking. He's also funny. Yeah. Like, how much, how much talent has to go to one particular person? <laughs> Bull crap. So now we have Lainey. It's the same damn thing. She's gorgeous. She's humble. She's kind. She can sing her like nothing I've heard before. And oh, by the way, yeah, I'm going to become like a on this little show called Yellowstone. I mean, yep. yes, yeah. Are, are you kidding me? And she has amazing different style and doesn't give a shit what anybody thinks about it. And she's all her own. And yeah, she she is. She's amazing. I'm interested to see how it develops because she's she's dancing with the dude. I know, but then they didn't show anything else. Yeah, they didn't show anything else. So I'm curious to see how that rolls. I always never got to see. I always forget his name on the show, but I always feel like his yeah his character has been underdeveloped. Like they don't have there were a couple of things that he did, you know, last season, but in general I thought like Based on his acting skills, which I think are really good, 
you know, we hadn't seen a whole lot from him. And now I think we, he's going to be front and center. Yeah, yeah. I agree. They, they've kind of used some of the other actors. Jimmy comes to mind because he always got yelled at. So have you guys seen his photography? No. Oh, he's an amazing, amazing photographer. I thought he was a great character. Yeah, his character's awesome. And I'm so glad he's still there, you know, in the fold of things and and everything that's going to transpire, which we didn't even talk about, you know, the whole Sixes Ranch and what's going to go on with that whole thing. You know, I got to go to work sometimes, guys. You know, this is crazy. (laughs) Taylor's got to work, you know. (laughs) What are you doing to me? I'm kidding. Yes. We touched a little bit on this in our pre-talk before we came on. And my big aha moment is that I believe Governor John Duff is going to pardon our, um, our social young lady who went to jail at Beth Dutton's hand of her to hit a policeman over a protest. What are you guys thinking about that? Yeah, I totally agree with that. And I feel like there was a bit of a setup because when Beth got up early that day to go knock some heads together in Utah (laughs) and they were out on the porch, she had a conversation with John and said, um, you can fall in love or be in love with the memory as as much as you want, but the memory is never going to love you back and you should like love a person and then she left and cried in her car and tore out of there and i think that could be maybe setting up for allowing him to feel like he has permission because they are so tight i feel like amazing weird but yet amazing bond um to make him feel like he could move on and love somebody else what about the senator though where's she coming to play Oh, that's true. Like, I feel You're like talking she, about the girl in jail, but what they, about the senator? She, that's Andy, true, babe. She's just a hookup. I feel like yeah, yeah. Andy, up. let me help you out here. Let, let's just <laughs> call this like this is. Our friend who also starred in Coyote Ugly, there's a reason we're sending the center off to Washington. That's <laughs> doing <laughs> right. yeah, as a month, right? That's yeah, right. yeah. Like, you, you, you know, that's going to line up just right with, you know, our young lady coming back to the show, I'm sure. But, Hey, I don't know. Maybe you know. You never know. That's awesome. <laughs> well, Cliff, what about the uh, Sylvester Stallone show? Uh, 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 the Tulsa and, deal. He's seventy-five. Here's what. And yeah, she but, was fifty. She's gonna freak out eventually because what? Well, how old is John Denton? Yeah, he's got to be right in that age bracket as well. Yeah, I'm just but, saying. Never know. But he's John Dutton and owns half of Montana. Uh, True. And he's a, just a badass. He's like such a cool cat. That's what I say to Andy all the time. And I've called um um Justin Timberlake a cool cat. Like, you know, yep. there's just a genre that they're cool cats. They all piss me off. But anyway. <laughs> <laughs> you, know, well, you can build her a house over the mountains and still be like 400 miles away. Like, hey, I'm going to put you on my land. Yeah. But you may never see her. <laughs> you know what they're like, Stacey? They're like the high school quarterback. That's Andy Best, right See, there. That's right. what I, that's what I'm saying. You know, they got that chemistry thing going on. All the chicks love them. 
They, got they don't their, have to try. They don't even try. They're no, just, and then they got their hands all over my butt because I'm a center. I mean, what does all this mean? <laughs> I mean, it's just, it's just wrong. It's just so, so wrong. That's awesome. Many levels. <laughs> we're going to save talking about Tulsa King till next week because I want you guys to see episode two before we do. But uh, this goes back to our whole Taylor Sheridan love fest. It's out of control. This guy's going to put out a show every other month, and I'm going to be bankrupt because I'm sitting home streaming. This is just <laughs> out of control. And segueing perfectly here to broke, you guys share with me now that our friend Kenny Chesney decides he's going to tour again. Oh, my God. Here we go. Here we another go. Another announcement of another tour. Oh, I, so I, I, your pocket, uh, and here's what I was just thinking about. As you guys had shared this with me before we started, he's doing this darn amphitheater tour, which I get it. It's intimate. It's a much better place to see a show than a stadium, although the tailgating at a stadium is uh, just phenomenal. Yes. Can you imagine how much these tickets are going to go for on the aftermarket? Like, Kenny will keep things religious. You know, he this thing. It's not his style. But can you imagine on the aftermarket what these tickets are going to be valued at? I don't know. If, I don't know if his, cra- if his tickets get that crazy as we've seen with, obviously, Terrell Swift, which is the topic of the week, or Morgan Wallen. But but yeah, they get they get up there, and we had tickets to Cliff. I don't know if you were there. I feel like you might have been there. We had tickets to Tampa this year. His kickoff. Oh yeah. I have not missed Tampa in the last three tours. Okay, well we've never done that, but we had tickets, and you know we've been holding them since 2019. And when it came about, we're like, oh my God, it's, I feel like the state of Florida is going to levitate off the map because it's his first tour <laughs> since 2019. And that was an amazing concert, but we looked it up if we were to sell our tickets and it was, that was insane. Like the amount of money those were going for, but, yep. and here we are again, like the first ticket, he, or excuse me, the first tour he's actually throwing out there, Ebb Theater. By the time everyone it's buys up arenas. all the tickets, what? It's actually arenas. Now, the only amphitheater I think is playing is actually oh, just a few, yeah. just smaller, just not yeah. stadiums. And right? I think that was that my means? point because if he's selling out, and, and I always use the reference of Gillette because that was his first stadium show. Uh, he had like five other acts. I remember thinking that like Eric Church and Carrie Underwood and like amazing yeah. artists now were opening for him. In, in New England, it was insane. But now if he switches to a 12, 13,000 seat arena mm-hmm, instead right. of 60,000 people, the, the price and the demand for those seats is going to be insane. That's right. That's right. Well, I think what helps, the helps the stadium is you got really kind of an A and A one act, you know, like you mentioned, <laughs> yep. you know, Keith Urban or, you know, Visa Tour with Al Dean or Old Dominion, Old Dominion which that's a whole other conversation because they're awesome. Yes, they are. You know? So you can pull in, you know, even from that audience. But um, not to dive down a rabbit hole, but, yeah, you're right. It's going to be very interesting. I love the title, I Go Back. 
Oh. Uh, here's what I would love. Oh, here we oh. go. The name of the tour. Can we like play some older Kenny? Like maybe some yes, please. Sets? Yes, please. Switch up the playlist. Yes, please. That list. I, that list. Yes, we. Kn- I knew what you meant. Everybody knew what you meant. Switch, <laughs> switch it, please, because we 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 are all thinking the same thing. I mean, now that you're that not awesome. having to worry about carrying the sound through a whole stadium, and you're more in an intimate arena with fifteen to twenty thousand people, you can probably pull off some different like acoustic sets that you know you probably couldn't pull off in the stadium because it's so robust and massive. I think it's going, and I, and I think that. That was calculated. I don't know it from anything for sure, but I definitely think it was calculated. I think that he probably is feeling like, okay, I got enough money for like my great, great, great grandkids that I'm never going to have. So I'm just going to go, you know, I'm going to play at Floribama and I'm going to play, you know, Mohegan Sun with 12,000 people type of thing. So I think that we can expect to see some changes there. Um, but he's, he's an amazing businessman. He's done some incredible things in the con, in the concert live entertainment industry that, uh, for example, Zach Brown, um, you know, has learned from that same mold of Jimmy Buffett and Kenny Chesney, how to monetize being out on the road. Mm -hmm. And all I know is I just want to see them all. I know. I know. And I have to tell you something really quick, Cliff. So. Andy and I, our first, like, over, I don't want to say overnight, but over weekend getaway together was a Kenny Chesney concert. And this is how I turned into the insane concert fan that I am. It's all his fault. He said, I want to take you to a Kenny Chesney concert. I'm like, awesome. I like Kenny Chesney. So (laughs) a week goes by and he's like, okay, got the tickets and they're pretty close. I'm like, okay, I don't know what that means. This, this is in Detroit. And so we go down, 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 down. Well, here, let me preface this by saying, you know, it says sandbar, right? Yep. Yeah. Our debate was probably with a lot of people that start diving into Kenny Chesney to stay. I'm like, what does that mean? Is there sand in the? Yeah, like, do you wear flip-flops? Like, do I wear a bikini? I don't even know what that sandbar means. So we get down there and we are, I mean, he's sweating and like sweat is whipping on top of me. And I was like, Oh my God. And I could hear him out of, you know, not in the microphone through the speakers, but you know, just hear him talk and sing right there. Five feet away from me, I'm like, I am ruined for life. I love, con- this is amazing. And that's what turned us into <laughs> these crazy concert fanatics. That we got. Well, it's certainly somebody who I think transcends uh, the business of music. I think that he's so caught up in what his fans think and feel and experience that I think you're probably just one of a bazillion right. that caught it. Uh, I did. It's the same exact thing happened for me with Springsteen. I mean, back in the day, that dude was playing for four hours and you're just sitting there in utter amazement at what's going on on the stage. And back then he would, you know, sing a song and tell a story, sing a song, and tell a story. It was just so intimate, no matter how big the crowd got. And I've been, 
I saw him in BB King's on Clarence Clemens birthday with a hundred people. And I've seen him in 85,000 and somehow guys like Chesney and Bruce, they just find a way to whether you're in that first row feeling the sweat all over you with <laughs> Aunt, Aunt Andy. Uh, we'll talk about that whole conversation yeah, later. Yeah. yeah, that's a, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm a little confused, but, uh, you know, maybe, maybe maybe take her to like just off the stage to the tenth row. You know, I'm but, with you. <laughs> you know, but it, it, it changes people's lives. It's just it's why we're here about talking about music tonight. It's it's what, um, in my mind, really just puts the communication of music out there and the effect it has on people. So it's so great to hear that story and that that's how it all went down. I do have a couple questions though. <laughs> okay. My, my first one is the sand pit in Detroit. Like that doesn't have a ring to it. <laughs> yeah. No, <laughs> no and it's in Ford field. So the great thing in August is you're not beaten down by the sun. It's the only super hot degrees. month in all of Michigan. Michigan yeah. yep. He did that cliff only because like I grew up there, right? And he yep. thought he was super sly, super sly thinking, I want to take her to he could have taken me anywhere in the sandbar, but he's like, I want to take her to her hometown. Like let's like go there and stay there and get out of town. Like do a and it was yeah, it was, it was he, good. I think I was, he, I was in after that. You know what this is, you know, guys, and, and I'm just saying it right here on the show and getting it out of the way. That's, <laughs> that's a quarterback move. Oh, Thank shoot. You. Oh, shoot. You and know, us yep. centers, we, we would have you bellied up to a bar somewhere telling stories and making fools <laughs> out of ourselves. The quarterback's <laughs> got to slide in. Jet you off to Detroit, to Ford Field, put you in the sand pit, you know, all these things. Andy, 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 that's just some Rico Suave stuff. That's right, man. Let, let, let the, let the music do the work. You lead, you lead the horse to water, man. It's, it's kind of like your offensive line doing the work for you that's back in exactly. the quarterback days. Yeah, yeah it was, that's right. Except for you're paying for it now, because now all I want is concert after concert. I know, after concert, exactly. So now I'm screwed because now it's like if you're in temporary, no, it's not good enough. What are you talking about? <laughs> yeah, it's 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 crazy, and we have so many great stories to share with everybody about concerts. I just feel like every week we'll have another great story. Um, I'm going to save my old Dominion story for next week. Ooh. And, 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 okay. And I got, I got, I got me, I got me a good one. Ooh. Okay. We're in. We're totally yes. in. But, uh, we'll save it for then. In the meantime, what's your big prediction for this weekend? What does Beth spend the night in jail? Babe. Yes. What do you think? Oh, yes. Yeah, Rip's not going to uh, bail her out. Well, no. I, Rip said it's your problem That's now. That's right. It's your problem yeah. now. And so I think she might spend the night, but then they're going to be, like, heads are going to turn and, you know. Because John Dunn likes to, likes to teach her a lesson, too. Yes, very, very true. Yeah, yeah. But who's going to be the saddest the following morning, Beth Dutton or the guards that had to watch her all night? 
Probably the guards. <laughs> Absolutely the guards. That poor sheriff is going to reg- regret every minute of locking her up for the night. And what about the girl? Oh, she needs to leave the state. <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah. She needs to go you, into. Yeah, right. witness protection. She can go yes. over to I Tulsa. She's going to the train station. <laughs> <laughs> that might be, that might be letting her off easy. Yeah, That's might right. be. That's might right. Be. All right, guys. Well, as always, this is so much fun and so awesome. I enjoyed having you on the show. We're going to walk out the back door with some cool music here, but thank you for joining us, and we will see you next week. Have a safe and blessed holiday. Thank you. Thanks, you Cliff. too. Happy Thanksgiving. And, and Andy, Andy. Yes. It, if, in fact, Ohio State wins. No. Okay, just by <laughs> happenstance, by chance, take a flight home, buddy. <laughs> you got it. Okay. Happy I'll Thanksgiving, you a guys. Of me and my gear. Oh, I, you, you got to send that. I've got to see that, <laughs> guys. Andy, be safe. You got it. Thanks, Take care, guys. Bye. Early in the morning, rising to the street. Light me up that cigarette and I'll strap shoes on my feet Got to find the reason, reason things went wrong Got to find the reason why my money's all gone I got a Dalmatian, I can't still get high I can play the guitar like a motherfucking riot So love the one you got Cause you might get run over Or you might get shot Never sound no static I just get it off my chest Never had to battle With no bulletproof vest Take a small example A tip from me Take it all your money Give it up to charity D-D-D Loves what I got It's within my reach And this sublime stout Straight from Long Beach Comes back to you You're bound to get what you deserve Try and test that You're bound to get served Loves what I got Don't start a riot
What a great show, y'all. We hope you had as much fun listening to it as we did putting it together for you. We hope that you and your family had an amazing Thanksgiving weekend. We sure did. Got to do a whole lot of things. We look forward to diving into sports this week a little bit. We kind of neglected that this week. But some weeks you just got other stuff to talk about. And Lord knows we got a lot to talk about in sports this week. We'll see you all this week on our next episode of Touchdowns, Tunes, and Tailgates. See y'all. Clear eyes, full heart, can't lose.